Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the DC United Kingdom podcast and I am your host James Graham. It is a pleasure to be back in the hot seat. Uh, it's been two weeks since the last episode so uh, last ep- last week uh, it was a bit of a down week for me really. I wasn't feeling great so which is why I missed out a week. So I am back. I am feeling much better. Um, today is going to be a bit of a jam-packed episode. What has happened um, today on the 6th of August there, are, but we're going to get into that because I don't want to talk about any of that in this introduction piece. So I have got Sarah Kalassi on very shortly. Um, I'm going to be speaking to her over Skype. Um, we're going to be talking about all those transfer news, all the recent matches, the upcoming games, and I've also got a few questions that from you listeners. So without any further ado, let's head over to Skype and speak with Sarah. So, as I said, I've got Sarah Kalassi on. I hope I pronounced your name right there, didn't I? You did. Um, so, I've got Sarah with me on today's show, and we have got plenty to talk about, haven't we, today? Oh, my goodness. So, the past maybe 24, 48 hours in DC United has been absolutely insane. It has just been absolutely crazy. Um, which is nice in a way because that means we've got plenty to talk about and lots to go through so this should be one cracking podcast let's put it that way um on my list of things to talk about (laughs) um i want to start off with um transfer stuff so kind of normal news before we start talking about recent games because it's been two weeks since the last podcast i did and there's been two games, but I don't want to start on a sour note, but unfortunately we are, I can't avoid it. But um, if you've not seen, um, by the time you listen to this podcast, have you been living under a rock? Uh, because unfortunately, Rooney has decided to depart. That is unfortunately very sad news from our perspective. Great for Derby County, who've made one of the best signings in championship history. But for us, it means our Lord and Saviour, Senor Wayne, departs the shores and comes back across the pond. Um, it's been quite a bit of a reaction on Twitter, hasn't it? Absolutely. Twitter has been going insane with both rumours and reactions. I'm pretty sure that half of the black and red faithful are crying right now at work, as one of our friends might be, <laughs> or is sadly in need of a drink. But just the rumors have been absolutely flying. Um, after our last match, I know that Wayne took off pretty quickly, and then all of a sudden he was heading home back to the UK. And so everyone was sitting here wondering, oh, my goodness, what's going on? What's going on? But at least we will not lose him until the end of the season, which is a major relief. I was concerned that we'd seen the last of Wayne Rooney. Yeah, it's been I've been watching Sky Sports News all day, keeping an eye on the developments and everything. And there was talk on there about how one of the options was for Rooney to actually depart straight away. And. I think the fact that the whole conversation between the Derby County chairman, uh, Mel Morris, and 
our front office with uh, Jason Levine and Steve Kaplan, the fact that there's been good um, talks between the two of them, the fact that they were willing to let him go, um, but on the kind of presumption that he would stay till the end of the season and the way the talks had gone, that meant that he could stay until the end of the season. Obviously, Wayne wants to see the see us win the MLS Cup, as he stated in um, his uh, press conference earlier on today. Um, it's it still stings a little bit. It's very new and it's very sore. And the amount of stuff that the whole story and how it began was just absolutely crazy. As you said, there was rumours of him just jetting off, and then it just built and built and built, and there was stories last week that came out from uh, one of the newspapers over here called The Sun, which I'm oh, never I a bit... Oh, I saw that, oh, yeah. That what was, a mess. That, I think that's what set it all off, and that's how it all came about. If, if it was me, it was just that story, just like, oh, I know. It, just, it felt like they were trying to make something out of nothing, but they actually made something out of something, and that's sad to see. It was really interesting, too, because I know... Um... I follow Wayne's wife, Colleen, on Twitter, and she had put a comment up, you know, about the media and just, you know, don't believe what they're saying. And of course, me being very naive, I was hoping I'm like, okay, well, then great. That means that we're not going to lose Wayne from D.C. But I think she's talking about all the other rumors. I feel bad for their family. They've dealt with quite a bit. So. They've dealt with so much crap over the years, and it's one of those things where Wayne, he just keeps doing what he does on the pitch week in, week out, and because he's such an international superstar, she just, and and the family just get dragged through the mud for doing the slightest things, and you see some of the stuff that you see in the papers over here, and it's just like, oh, she's wearing this, oh, she's wearing that, oh, she's worn the same thing twice. It's like... (laughs) Really? Is that what you've got to write about? Yeah, they're a bit bored, I think. I'm glad we don't see that really here. Most of anything that's been written about Wayne and his family has been really, really positive and about how well he's doing with DC United. Yeah, it's some of the things that you get, you see over here. Yeah, you'd be glad that you don't see it because over here, I don't know whether the media in terms of celebrities and things like that whether it's the same as it is here where they just try to find the minutest of details and then kind of explode that and sensationalize it into something that it it just it was just something that they did 20 years ago or whatever that's really just a shame and you know it's been interesting because i know there was a lot of speculation from supporters When Wayne came over here, you know, is he considering MLS to be a retirement league? What's he going to do? And he's just been one of the most hardworking, humble players. He goes in every practice, every match. He grinds it out. He works hard. And it's very obvious how much he cares. And it's been a great thing to see. So I'm just hoping he's able to leave on a high note and maybe with something positive to take with him. Yeah, I mean, it would be amazing if we got, a, even if it wasn't the cup itself, just a good cup run uh, in the playoffs. Because that, after the last season where we were defeated in the first round, I want to see us go further than that. And it's the way the season's going, it doesn't feel like it's going to end up that way. But Oof, hopefully, yeah. this is what kickstarts the season. And this is like, 
Uh, Rooney's got no pressure now, really. If you think about it, he's he's done his dealing. He's we everyone knows he's off in the, in January. This is him just they can play without any pressure now. That's true. I think he'll put some pressure on himself though to leave on a high note. But James, let me ask you, how excited are you to see possibly Coach Rooney? I mean, I'm kind of excited about this. Yeah, I mean, I, it's he said that that he was wanting to get into coaching. He was doing his coaching badges back early on in the summer, and it was just like, yeah, I mean, I could see him being the coach and uh, an actual manager as well. So I don't think it's going to be too long before we see him take his first managerial role. I don't know whether he'll go down the same route as John Terry, um, who's now assistant manager of Aston Villa, or whether he'll go down the route of Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard, where he'll just go straight into being the first team manager and hopefully making a success out of it. Because you're going to be want to be led by someone like Wayne Rooney. I mean, who wouldn't? Um, I was just kind of wishing he was going to do it at DC United. Oh, my goodness. Me too. (laughs) I mean, how awesome would that be if he would, if he, to be honest, he could still come back and be manager. That's very true, because I know um, Ben Olsen, his contract's up in 2021. I had this pipe dream that Wayne was going to play for us until the point Ben's contract was up. And then maybe, you know, Ben's going to decide to retire, do something else, and Wayne would take over. This was like my pipe dream, but (laughs) I don't know now. Well, it it could still happen. That's better that way. I mean, he could still when it twenty twenty one. So what? That's two years away. He'll be thirty five. I mean, he, he's due probably due to retire at that kind of age. He could then go into full time management. He could do it, and he's going to be club ambassador as well. So he's obviously going to be taking on a role where he's going to be bigging up the club, no matter what. So it could still happen. Do you have any MLS club ambassadors over there yet? Because this is kind of a really interesting role. Yeah, um, not that I'm aware of. I don't know of any players or people who are club ambassadors over here. I know we've got, uh, for the different EPL teams, um, EFL teams, that there's ambassadors here, but not for any MLS teams. So that is going to be interesting to see how that pans out. I'm really curious what they're going to make of that role and how he's going to step into it. Definitely seems like something interesting for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm massively intrigued. I don't know what he could do to be or how he would go about doing it in a way. I mean, how how does that how does he get the coverage of it? DC United in England, apart from at the moment where it's just broadcast on Sky Sports or Free Sports, how does he promote the club in the way that... It's just weird. Maybe he'll so, be on your podcast every week, James. Hey, you never know. <laughs> you never know. I'm, I'm, I'm still chasing that dream of Wayne Rooney appearing on my podcast, and I won't stop until it blooming happens. Be fantastic. Oh, honestly, I would be... I, I, I'd probably just die. Please don't do that. We'll miss you. (laughs) We'll miss you, James. You can't do that. Well, I'll pass out probably. I'll just hear his voice. Oh, my God. I love you, Wayne. (laughs) Um, But, yes. uh, Yeah, he's left. 
well, he hasn't left, but he is leaving in January. So we've got that to deal with. Um, but at least he's here for the rest of the season. So January, it's going to be kind of a fresh start because in terms of potential outgoings, we've all got all those loans that are expiring at the end of the season, haven't we? Uh, uh... Yeah. But I, as far as I'm aware, and I don't know whether this is true or not, but they've got uh, optional um, permanent transfers in the contract for the loan deal. So I'm pretty sure Rodriguez, from what I read up online, it's like an $800,000 um, future fee that we could do to sign him permanently. Um, Hara, I think, is a couple mil, and I don't know about Hamid, but hopefully that has got a future fee in there as well where we could just sign him permanently and not have to worry about it. Do you think it's good we keep all three of them? Yes. Me too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <I'd laughs> Simple like answer to, to that one, say. yes. Um, Rodriguez, he does have up and down games, but he's... For me, I feel like he plays much better when he's in a central role rather than on the wing. I don't know how you feel about that. Definitely he's better in that central role. And you know where I stand, Hara and Rodriguez. I just love watching them. They're so Mm. creative and so much fun to watch. And I feel, again, when they're in the right spot, they're able to really create some movement in the game that we haven't seen before. Yeah, and you see Hara during the games, he ends up, being quite a ends up being a central midfielder almost a lot of the time because he just keeps going cutting inside a lot and it kind of it, it's it's great to see because he's got quite a decent long shot on him as well he's got he's got a little bit of height too there not mm. quite as much as our friend donovan pines but um <laughs> he's got some height he can move the, he can move pretty well he can indeed um in terms of other outgoings, we've also got the uh, Lucho Costa situation, which still hasn't been decided yet, which I'm amazed yeah. by. <laughs> I would have thought something would have happened by now with him. There is that offer to go to Saudi Arabia, which I honestly hope he doesn't take. Just for the fact of career development, it would be a nice offer if he were going to retire. But I don't think in terms of his age and if his ultimate dream is to go play in Europe, that that might be his best bet. He might be better off, you know, grinding it out for another season with DC and really giving it his all and waiting for the right offer. I'm not sure your thoughts on that, James. Yeah, and it's it's a tricky one because I, if he was going to leave to go see Europe or if there were any clubs, He's in that time frame now where they can start negotiating with him and sign a pre-contract agreement. Um, But there's no, apart from the Saudi Arabia offer, which, again, as you said, it'd be unreal if he he accepted that because that would just be an absolute devastation on his his career. It's just, I mean, people talk about MLS being a retirement league and, players going to die there but for their careers it's Saudi Arabia I think is much more like that than it is for MLS it's just you just go there for the money you don't go there for the quality of the league you don't go there to find yourself in the on the international stage it's just somewhere where you just pick up a paycheck and that's it um I don't want to be crapping on the Saudi Arabia League so I apologise if you do listen and you like watching the Saudi Arabia League but I've yet to see anything from it. 
Yeah. No, you're totally right, though. In terms of a guy who's younger and a player who's looking to develop his career, it's just not the spot for him to go. Not at all. Um, I, I, I'd like to... Because the the situation we're finding ourselves in now, it would be good if he stayed on for another season, but he needs his attitude to change completely. He needs to show that he wants to play for the club because right now it doesn't feel like that and I don't see a true passion behind him. I know when he, he scored a couple of goals recently, he went straight over to his family rather than straight to the fans and that just says to me he's not one with the club. I'm just... Wondering how much the failed deal with PSG is still affecting him, because I really still feel like that's in his headspace. Yeah, it, it does. It would feel like it, that is coming across quite a lot because he's he's just not had the same kind of season. He's um, I mean, whether that's down to yes, the PSG deal falling through at the last minute. Um, there's different stories about how that failed or whether it was a case of we asked for more money and they said no or um there's quite a bit of behind the uh, uh to the psg head coach Tuchel saying he's not the player i wanted so no we're not having him i would say that would be more of a devastating effect on the on a player hearing that you've you've flown to paris to sign for a club and then the manager goes turns around and says no didn't want you that would have a massive effect and that could be why he's not played so well. But I feel it's more like uh, the teams that we're playing against have actually figured out how to play against us. And and that is just basically surround Lucho Costa and not let him any time on the ball. It's really sad because we saw last season, we had Wayne and we had Lucho and they had this very kind of dynamic duo going where they were able to score, but we haven't changed things up, I think, enough. And you're right, other teams, they know exactly what to do to stop us from creating those chances. It's it's a bit sad. We need to make some changes for sure, figure out maybe yeah. some different set pieces we can do to actually <laughs> get a bit closer, maybe a different formation. So we'll see. Maybe with some, some incomings, we'll, we'll try some new things. Yeah, so that's kind of nicely tied us down into... Incoming transfers. We're still on transfers, believe it or not. How the heck are we still going on about transfers? Um, so potential incomings. Now, this is all rumours um, on Twitter. Um, we've seen that uh, we've signed um, uh, Martins from Vancouver. Yes. Yes. Um, so that's a done deal. Um, that's good than to see that we've actually made a signing already on the same day that we've sold someone uh ola kamara is training with the club at the moment i've read i believe he was at training today he arrived just outside the media window because media was only allowed for the first 15 minutes and then he yeah. came in to do his practice after yeah fair enough then um so that's looking increasingly likely that will happen um i'd imagine if we don't hear tonight, we'll probably hear tomorrow that he signed a deal. Um, we've also been linked with uh, Mateo Garcia as well, who's an Argentine winger. That should be uh, an interesting one because now we've only got one international slot left over after we've just, li- literally just, before we started recording, 
Uh, couldn't time that one any better. Sold an international slot to Minnesota United for fifty thousand dollars on Gam. Only fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. It. Yeah. Only fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, Minnesota got a bargain. They really have. I mean, what? How? That's. I mean, how long? The only thing I can put down to. Oh, hang on. I've just read a bit more into it. It's only for the rest of the season. Ah, so, okay. So we're good. Yeah, we're that makes that makes a little bit more sense. Why it's only fifty thousand, right? Sorry about that to you listeners. Um, yeah, that's fine. So fifty thousand dollars for what? That's okay. Basically three months. That's yeah, I can live with that because we're not going to really sign two international players right, from the people who we've been linked to. Um, yeah, that should be we should be all right for that then. Cool. I'm a little bit more happy now. Well, Kamara uh, does have a green card and so does Martin so they don't count against our international spots which is great yes that's very good news and then there's Jose Torres which uh, that's kind of he's been on trial but there's not been much more said has there no I heard they liked him during his trial but yeah there really hasn't been anything more said he is a citizen though so he also would not count against the international spot so um, there was one other player that we've been linked to, and that was uh, Boateng from uh, LA Galaxy as well. And again, he wouldn't take up an international uh, slot either. So the only one who would is Mateo Garcia, and that would fit in quite nicely for the rest of this season, I think. So it's great that we've just suddenly been linked with a lot of players, but that it would have been nice if that this was happening throughout the window rather than just waiting for us on the last few days. Because it's... As much as I love transfer deadline day, um, it's a massive thing over here in, in the UK because you get Jim White on Sky Sports News wearing his yellow tie. <laughs> and he's on from... Well, the programme is on from 8 o'clock in the morning and it goes right until the deadline is closed and then some more after... Um, deadline day is a fantastic it's it is bizarre I, I absolutely adore watching it i don't know why but there's so much passion behind it and you just seen all these deals flying through in the last minute um do you ever get that over in in the states with the way the windows work over there um so i mean i get really excited and tomorrow just also happens to be my son's first birthday so it's extra special we're gonna hopefully see dc finish up all of their signings and everything and then my son will have his birthday and we'll see you know maybe yeah. we'll finish up a nice season <laughs> and start a good one next year <laughs> well it'll be has, has he been to any more games recently or has he not it's been a little hot recently so his last one was before the uh, terrible heat of the summer set in but now, since I've been working for most of the games, I can't really bring him into the press box with me. So he's got to go with his dad. But, aww, aww, but he's I, got I, a ticket, so he's he's set. Yeah, that's 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 good. That for a, not bad for an almost one year old. Yeah, he's a season ticket holder, so he's doing well. Yeah, start start them young, eh? We'll see. Maybe someday you'll see him playing for DC. Hey, you never know. 
you never know. That's that would be one heck of a thing to look back on um, on this day. Say that, yep, yeah, you'll be playing for DC United, and then you never know. Maybe it's even 15 years time he could be playing. Oh my even, goodness! Even 13 years if he's anything like Freddie Adu. <laughs> you never know. Well, you never know. This is true. <laughs> So what else do we have? Oh, my gosh. I feel like the transfer rumors just keep coming in. I know, right? I'm actually just going to quickly check on Twitter just to see just if there's case. been anything more. Um, let's have a quick look. Uh, da, 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 da. It doesn't look like anything else is happening. Let's quickly scroll a little bit more. I'm just going to keep talking whilst I'm scrolling so we don't just get boring silence. Uh, oh, um, not a DC one, but uh, Galaxy remain confident they'll land Christian Pavon on an 18-month loan deal. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, for those who play the uh, well-known game, Football Manager will know he's a bit of a wonder kid, and he's uh, um, a very... He would be an absolute amazing buy, so hopefully that won't go through then. Um, da Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, transfer rumours. Uh, thank you for that. Um, that did just come from Sarah. I'm going to be open and honest about that one. So send that through. Um, yeah. How did I actually forget about that one? Because I actually did write that one down. Dope. Um, Meza Ozil and potentially Mario Balotelli. Um, but Ozil's agent is coming over to DC to talk. Now, that is an interesting one. That's very interesting. I don't know who do you who do you prefer there, Balotelli or him? They're two very different types of players. Yes, sir. Yes, both with very different attitudes as well. <laughs> Balotelli, he's a bit of a hothead, and wears his heart on his sleeve, which I I kind of like because he's a passionate player. Um. But that can lead him to go on a bit over the edge, which isn't so great. And then you've got Ozil, who is an absolute magician with the ball when he wants to be. Because if you look at last season, his attitude and his stats weren't that great. Yet a couple of seasons ago, he equaled or broke the record for the most assists in the Premier League season. So... It's kind of like, which which Ozil would you get? Which Balotelli would you get? Who knows? Um, you never know till they arrive. Exactly. So um, I think I'd probably prefer Balotelli just because he is a great goal scorer. And he can score pretty much anywhere. And he can play in a couple of positions as well. So he can play on the wing as an inside forward or he can play... The out-and-out striker. Um, who would you prefer out of the two? Oh, see, I like watching Balotelli play. I like watching him play a lot. I think he'd be a lot of fun to have on the field. Um, maybe with some of our uh, referees, they wouldn't be so thrilled, but that's okay. <laughs> I think it would definitely make for some entertainment. And he's he's a pretty fantastic player. My biggest question is, going forward, who's going to take over as captain? Because we've had Wayne for this season, who's very level-headed, very calm. He's in control. At least, you know, that's what we've seen. And he's been able to really manage the guys on the field. 
So who takes over as captain? This is the other question I have. Yeah, I'd imagine it will be Burnbaum because every time Rooney's come off the pitch, it's always him who's been given the armband. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't happen often. But, and if he stays, Bill Hamid. Ooh, I like it. Because he he is a DC born and bred. He's someone who is passionate about the club. He loves the club. And he lets everyone know his feelings, especially when you get five goals scored past him. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd happily have him as um, captain, I think. I, th- I think he'd be very good at the role. I think he'd take to it and everyone would get behind him. My heart went out to him the other night because really he stopped so many shots. And yeah. yes, I know five got past him, but James, you're, you're a keeper. You know how difficult that can be. It was like poor Bill was playing dodgeball yeah. with the Philadelphia Union. And I mean, the amount of saves he made was just incredible. He was under a lot of pressure. Yeah, that's it. There's, there is only so much he can do. Um, it's just the law of chance something's going to get past you if you have 26 attempts on goal it's yeah it's going to happen and 14 on target in that game was just ridiculous um yeah i felt horrible for bill hamid in that game it was just granted i didn't stay up to watch it i'm kind of glad i didn't um, but I watched, a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I did watch the extended highlights though, just so I could make sure I watched kind of most of it in a in a way. But it was just oh, yeah, I just felt so bad for him. It's just oh, I suppose that we've kind of finished with the transfers now, haven't we? I think I don't yes. think there was any, I don't think there was anything else. So let's 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 move on to the games. Um, we'll start off with that game on on uh, my Monday morning um, or on Sunday evening in the Ugh. States. Yeah, uh, we do need to talk about it. Um, worst game in recent DC history? It was it was pretty rough. I was there. I was in the press box watching, and about the first 20 minutes felt like forever. It yeah. was just... You kind of, you buckle up and you say, okay, you know, I feel like this is about to really not be good. Yeah, that's, I kind of, I think I stayed up for the first 25 minutes. I couldn't, I mean, I was half asleep anyway. I think I was up at five, uh, what time was I? I was up 10 to six in the morning. If I stayed up for the full game, I would have been in bed at three o'clock. So I would have stayed up for 21 hours. I wasn't gonna make it through that game, so. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that would have been a hell of a stretch that one, and I would have been at work the next day as well. Yeah, it's yeah. probably better you you caught the highlights on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just, yeah, correct. that first. Sorry, sorry, James. Sorry. No, that first goal that Philadelphia got. I mean, I'm glad with what Bedoya did with his goal celebration. But there was the moment where we saw Pines go down on the sideline working to keep the ball in. And it was like from where I was sitting, just watching everything happen in slow motion. And you could see the goal coming. They just went through every single hole in our defense. And 
it hurt. It really hurt. To yeah, see. it it was kind of it having that three back, especially when you don't have the wing backs coming back to defend, you get exposed so easily because you've got the, if you've got two strikers on the pitch, which was what they were doing. It, they've got nice easy gaps to get around and yeah pines he fell over he should have just if some buts hindsight's a wonderful thing but he fell over got it back into the into the box and then got nutmegged for the ball to hit the back off the post and then the net and it was just like that for him personally that couldn't have gone much worse i think i felt really bad for him watching that whole series of events play out it was just yeah. yeah. I mean, the one good thing in a way was Brillant's goal. That was quite nice. Nice little uh, head of down from, I think it was Burnbaum, and then he just gets into that position, which is more like a striker, really. I mean, but he managed to get it into the back of the net, and I'm surprised it wasn't. Was it uh, brought back for VAR at all? No, it wasn't, Ooh. which I was. I was surprised, um, but yeah, no, point went right up on the board and really good on him because he's had a couple very nice matches. He really saved us in our match against Chicago, and it was nice to see him get a chance to score a goal because as a defender, you know, you don't always get those chances. And Yeah, it was um, it was nice to see that. Um, and as you said, he had a, he's, had, he's been one of our better players so far this season. Because he's been pretty consistent. Um, he gets a good tackle in, and he usually finds himself in the right place at the right time. So, yeah, it's good to see him get on the score sheet. But, yeah, the, it was just the other five goals going in that just, well, you know, killed it for us. And then Moreno getting sent off. Oh, my goodness. Well, first we had Chris Durkin get hurt, and it's coming. He's going to be out probably three-plus weeks now with a sprained ankle. We've already had Russell Knaus injured with a punctured lung, and now Moreno's out with a red card, and it's uh, so our midfield's in bad shape. You're not kidding. Um, I, looking at it, if it was down to me, I'd, I'd be sticking Rodriguez alongside Hara in central midfield right now for the next game. Just because we're, we're literally down to the, those bare bones now. Um, you'd then stick Segura up top. Um, I'd have Mora playing and potentially Doyash them or Jalen Robinson if we must. Um, at right back and just go back to the four back formation because it really isn't working with three at the back it just it hasn't clicked it hasn't worked we've done it for five games in a row now and what what we've we done in the last five games we've really not done a hell of a lot it's it's some something needs to change and it needs to change for this next game because we've got Zlatan if he comes that is in the next game we don't have turf, so maybe he'll come. <laughs> this is it. Again, uh, for the people who are listening, you call, um, for us, turf is real grass. Real grass. Yeah. Okay. So for us, the turf is the 
fake grass. Yeah. So on my last episode, I, I had Rory Maeda on the, and we were talking about um, turf and, and grass and, and he was just like, so for us, artificial. Um, well, when I play six aside, uh, we play on something called a 4G pitch, which is what you would call turf. Okay. And then we call turf, well, grass. So, so yeah, so we've got real grass, which, um, but. Wasn't is looking it, is well. It, <laughs> is it? Well, no. Um, it, I, I keep getting confused. So Zlatan, he likes playing on real grass rather than what you call turf. I mean, he's not traveled to some matches that were on turf. <laughs> or artificial it's, grass or yeah. I, I suppose whatever we want to call it and I'm not 100% sure you know his preference but I do know most players you know they don't really enjoy playing on it mm. it's hard on the legs and it's not really the best surface to play on although our pitch this week was not <laughs> looking at its best but I think they're about to replace it, so we'll see if they do that before the big match. Yeah, I mean it would be nice to have a decent surface for our uh, lads to play on. Um, but yeah, I've noticed that Zlatan also do, he just doesn't like long trips either, because <laughs> he didn't he didn't go to play against Atlanta. I mean, granted they play on artificial turf, mm-hmm. um, but. I think he's been to a couple of times where he's not, I think, did he travel to Orlando either? I can't remember whether they're playing on artificial or real turf. Um, but yeah, he, he doesn't seem to like to travel long distances. So we might not have Zlatan. And I was just trying to find out from last season, but we went to LA last year. So that made no difference whatsoever. I mean, it would be probably a good thing for us in terms of points if he doesn't come because L.A. has been doing really poorly on the road. They've lost their last few matches by quite a few goals. Well, so so had Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, James, I'm trying to be optimistic <laughs> here, trying to hope for some points for us. Oh, I'm trying. I'm, I'm it, digging it, deep right now. I'm yeah, digging deep. it's. It is difficult right now. Um, I mean, the start that I saw earlier on today, two wins out of the last 15 for DC. It's it's a difficult time at the moment. Difficult, difficult time. And I'm trying to think, find a way without sacking Ben Olsen to try and change it. But I keep seeing it online on Twitter, and it's very difficult not to to back him now because it it pains me because he's such a good guy and he's such a DC guy. But oh, it's a difficult thing to think to actually even think about having getting rid of Ben Olsen because he's been there for so long. He really he spent you know his entire adult life with that club and he is he's just such an a lovely person really when you speak to him he's kind he actually is one of those people that when he does talk to you he talks to you and he remembers who you are he's just he's a great guy um 
but yeah, it's, it's a hard time at the moment. And I know we had spoken to Paul after the match on Sunday, Sunday Mm -hmm. for me, Monday for you. Um, And it just seems that it's really going to have to be a group effort. Paul said we a lot when he was speaking to the press and really just it's going to be about getting everyone on the same page. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's it. It, There's nothing seems to have clicked for some reason this season um, up top. And it's bizarre because we've not really had that much change in personnel up, up in the forward area. We've we lost the sad at the end of the season and replaced him with Rodriguez. But apart from that, everything's been the same. And it's like, mm-hmm. where where has it gone wrong um, for us this season? The fact that we've only scored, what, 31 goals this season, 32 goals this season now? Out I think in, if, yeah, if you can solve that, James, DC United's going to hire you and <laughs> maybe, you know, you're going to be the new head coach because... Right. Or some staff position. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I am a fan of the classic 4-4-2 formation. And you don't see it happen too often. And I think I would throw some teams out. Or even 4-2-4. So you've got those wingers pushing up a little bit further forward so you can overload the attack. I think it'd be smart. You know, I'm my concern is in a regular match, we don't see those substitutions until quite late. And this past match against Union, our hand was forced, obviously, by injury and a few other things. But, you know, we had to substitute earlier. But we really don't see any substitutions or any kind of attacking pieces put in until quite late, sometimes even in extra time. Yeah, it's the the most recent game I can think of is that game against Chicago and that ball draw as I, uh, I've written up on my notes. Um, and it was the, and I think, apart from the Knaus, um substitution, which again was forced, and I think I called it in our little WhatsApp group, um, 87th minute. And it's just like, and that, but that's nothing unusual for DC of this season. Um, I didn't really spot it last season, and whether that's because we played really well in the second half of that season, but, this season is just players need time to be able to force and force a change in the game. You can't just do it within the last five minutes. It need, they need to be on for a good 10 to 15 minutes before the end of the game, before they can really start making any good impact. And when you've got three minutes of normal time to play and you're making your first tactical substitution, I think that's where Ben Olsen needs to think, actually, that's if he's going to be able to just, change one thing that would be it i like your idea though of changing the formation and then i think you know bringing in those attacking pieces earlier because at this point in the season we really do need to go for broke and win every single match possible yeah that's it it's we you see it happen um in over here in england when a team they've got nothing to lose so they've been relegated from the from the premiership as an example um and yeah they're gonna finish bottom or whatever so they end up going you know what we'll we'll scrap the formation we'll just go a fourth four three three whack three forwards on see what happens and they end up winning three nil it's kind of like where did that come from 
Mm-hmm. We've got nothing to lose. Um, the form that we're in at the moment, nobody's realistically expecting us to actually make the playoffs now, I think. Because we're in this free fall. There's two wins in the last 15. We've had too many draws. And it's just, it's not doing, not going right for us. But, so we've got nothing to lose. We can, we've, Rooney's going. We can, we've got the pressure off because there's no worries about his situation now. It'd be nice if Acosta was tied up now, uh, whether he's going to stay or whether he's going to go, so there was no pressure from him. Then we can just go hell for leather and just smash everyone 5-0. I like the way you're thinking. Yeah. I, I mean, if that happened, I I would be loving life. And, but it's a difficult one to imagine right now, but we've got to play with no pressure on ourselves. We're just going to let... But Olsen's going to let the players do their thing rather than trying to fit square square pegs into round holes and just give the four at the back let Morrow play because we always play better when he's on the pitch and obviously barring injuries we just 4-4-2 or 4-2-3 1 or 4-3-3 however we do it just let them play with just the way they want to without any pressure on them and if we end up getting beat we end up getting beat but We'll do with style, at least. This is something I've been thinking about a lot. James, were you able to watch the LAFC in Atlanta match recently? I've I've seen the goals, but I've not watched um, proper highlights. If you want, if we go down that road, um, I've seen LAFC a few times this season, and if I'm right in assuming what you're thinking is how they're playing at the moment. So. I was more thinking, you know, even with Atlanta taking a loss, their play was convincing and dynamic. And there was never really a moment where I could have said, oh, it's going to, you know, go one way or another until the very end. And there was that hunger there. And I feel like that's something we've lost and that we're missing. We're missing that convincing play Mm. where, you know, even if we're going to lose and I'm going to go back to my my favorite person from Liverpool, like, do it beautifully. If you're going to lose, go out beautifully. That's it. It's, I don't think anyone would be complaining if we we lost, but we lost with, lost with passion. We lost with a, a wanting to win the game if we ended up battling hard and we ended up losing 2-0, for example. But we had that passion. We had that drive to get something from the game. I don't think many people will complain about that. No, because it's A, it's interesting to watch. And B, you feel that everyone on the pitch really wants to be there and is convinced that the team can win. So they're putting the max effort. And, you know, you, you're not going to win every match. You just aren't. It's not reality. But convincing play, I think, is something we've got to get back. We had it. We did have it. Yeah, I don't we know did. where it's gone to, but I mean, we probably waste it all on uh, Orlando City and the amazing goals. Oh my gosh, but that goal, we're not going to see again in MLS. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Rooney, Rooney, we're going to miss you. Yeah, what are we going to do against Orlando now? Yeah, seriously. Every time we meet Orlando, it's he does yeah. something just incredible. Yeah, in those three ties he's played against them, you obviously had the that's that play. 
um, which I that play, which I tweeted out um, earlier on today. Then start of the season we had that free kick, and then that goal from our own half, and it's just like, what is it about Orlando and Rooney? But something from that team brings out the best in him. Oh my goodness. It's incredible to watch, really. Yeah. We need a highlight reel of those just put together to make us feel better in January. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should show that to the players and show them this is this is what we're missing. We need you to, guys to step up now and uh, fill those boots. Could you jump on uh, Wayne's flight heading back to D.C.? <laughs> that would be great. Come on, Yeah, Jim. Yeah, why not? I'll uh, find out where he's flying from and... Uh, Hop on that private jet and uh, get my way over. Yeah, so I'm just sure link up. I'm sure he's taking a private jet, no doubt. He's got enough money. But, hey. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, that game against LA Galaxy, um, we kind of spoke briefly on it. I can't imagine we can speak too much more on it because it is still a week away. But how do you think it's going to finish in that game? Bear oh. in mind oh, what's you know happened. Me. I'm so superstitious. I'm superstitious. So here is my question to you, James. Is is Ibra playing or not? This is our first prediction we have to make. Is he going to play or not? Because it is real grass and he's got problems with his knee. So real grass won't be be a problem for him. I think he will. I think he will make it. Um, Does he? Does he? I don't know. <laughs> maybe one of his last chances, you know, to play against Rooney. So maybe true, he'll yeah. come for that. Yeah, that's a fair point, actually. So, yes, let's say yes, he does come. OK. And is Kamara going to be playing? I think it's guesstimated he might. Yeah, I think he, he will have signed by then. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a treat because Ben's Ben and he likes to stick with what he knows. Um. But you're gonna you're gonna coach that match, so it's all yeah, right. Um, that's fine. So are you gonna play Kamara? That's my I, question. I would because of the injuries that we've got and the suspension that we've got. It doesn't leave much room for maneuver. Let's put it that way. So, um, yeah, I would stick him on the left wing. All right, and you're still sticking with Hara and Titi in the midfield area right there. I am indeed. Okay, so that's solved. Yeah. And then, are you starting Rooney up top? Of course. Who else? Of course. Who else? And then, then who else are we putting in? So, you. this is a tricky one. Because if it was me coaching, I would go with... I'm I'm still sticking with the kind of the 4-2-3-1. But if it was me, I would be going with the 4-4-2. And instead of, uh, instead of having Rodriguez in the centre and the Kamara on the left, I'd have Rodriguez on the left, on the left. Acosta partnering Hara in the centre and then Kamara and Rooney up top. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here then, for it. And then on the at right back, uh, who would I have as right back? Because we really don't have much now again at right back. Would we have to put Paul back there? I, I wouldn't want to, but he can no. play it. He can do it, and you'd then have Segura at right wing. Yeah, that's probably what would happen. Because we're getting a little little lean there. Yeah. With choices. Yeah, we know Ariola can do it, and 
If we're going hell for leather, he might as well just bot- keep bombing down the wing. So, yeah, let's have Ariola at right back. Let's have Segura at right mid. Mora comes back into the side and start line up at left back. And then Birnbaum and Brillant in the centre. I like it. All right. That's our yeah. plan. That's what we're doing against yeah. Galaxy. There we four, go. 4-4-2. Classic. Go hell for leather. Ariola right back. Mora left back. Just getting down those wings. Yeah. And we take it. it two to one because you know Ibra's going to score at least one. He's got oh. to. Just oh, to make yeah. himself, you know, feel okay about the loss. He scored. It's not his fault. Yeah. And it's a goal against Rooney's team in his last game for DC mm-hmm. night. Last chance to play against him. So he's going to do something. Either that he's going to chuck slam Hamid and Hamid's just going to come up and headbutt him. <laughs> I really hope we don't see that. We can't risk any more injuries. No, no. But, I mean, I would love to see Hamid go up against Zlatan. Oh, my goodness. That would be amazing. <laughs> because I think I think Hamid would just stare him down and, and Zlatan would back down. I think I think Hamid's got, got him on that. If it was just literally just a staring contest... I would not want to stare, stare down against Hamid. Oh, no, never. No. No. But then he'd smile and then I'd laugh and then everything would be fine. But you definitely blink when you laughed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Should we even that. chat about that uh, Chicago match? No, that's... Uh, no. It was, yeah, it was nil-nil. It was boring. If you didn't watch it, you didn't miss anything. Cool. Poor Russ got hurt. That was not good. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was. Uh, but he can concentrate on selling houses now. Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. We need him back though for playoffs, so I hope he gets better soon. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, he's not going to be out too long. It was a pretty nasty injury. Um, punctured lung, if I remember rightly. Yeah, punctured lung, and he was two days in the hospital with that. <sighs> I mean, only two days for a punctured lung. I'm surprised by that. I thought it would have been longer, but. Yeah. I'm He's just, a tough cookie. He is, isn't he? He doesn't like to go down. That, I mean, how, how did he get... I was watching the game, and I saw him go down, and then he got back on, and I was like, okay. Then he went down again, and I was like, right, okay, something's actually up with him. But then he got back on, and I was like, really? If you're going to go down, just stay down and then go off. And he then he took, went down. And, yeah, he took a couple knocks all from Sepong. Yeah, it was just. I mean, how on earth do you get a bunch of long in a football match? I think Sorry, there so- soccer match. was a. I think there was a cleat involved. Oh. On accident, kind of when everybody was down. Yeah. Ouch. Either way, it looked like it really hurt. Yeah, he was not comfortable. You could definitely tell that by his face. That's. Hey, so. That's, so that was Chicago. <laughs> that was Chicago. Um, we've obviously covered the Philly game, unfortunately. Um, we've talked about the Galaxy game. So it's now for questions. Yay! I love this bit. Yay! Questions. Um, and I've had a voice message sent in as we've been podcasting. Oh. So I've not had a chance to listen to this yet. So, but I'm just going to... I hope it's not a spam message, so I apologise if it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never know it could be. Um, but... It's a message from Rithik Patel. So, let's hear this. Hi, James, this is Rithik. Um, I think Wayne Rooney will definitely be missed at DC United uh, by by the fans, by the players, by the staff. 
he's given us some great moments over the last year and a half and his leadership qualities will definitely be missed by his teammates and i wish him nothing but but the best for uh, for his future and um as a nottingham forest fan i'm not that pleased that he decided to join derby county but he's still a uh, he's still a great guy um uh, I think Wayne grew frustrated at the lack of ambition from the DC United front office. He repeatedly said that he wants them to to sign to bring in more quality players, and they've largely undelivered on that. And I think he grew frustrated um, with with them, and that's one of the reasons why he um, this why he's going to leave after the end of this season. So, thoughts on that then? Oh man. We're all gonna miss Wayne Rooney. Yeah, it's. I'm like gonna tear up now. <laughs> I'll I'll start talking so you don't then. Um, yeah, it's yeah we're gonna miss him. Um, I mean we spoke on, at the beginning of the episode there about the whole transfer and the whole saga behind it, and yeah he does have some fantastic leadership qualities, and that's gonna be incredibly difficult to re- to replace. The point that you made about the frustration with um, the lack of quality signings coming in. I get that. Um, that's That was supposed to have happened. The Rodriguez is a quality signing, I think, and Hara's been a quality signing, but they're not permanent. And I think that's probably where his frustrations have grew because they're only loan signings, they're not permanent. Um so I can I can understand if he was frustrated and I can understand why you're saying that as well. So for me, I totally get it. Um, I think we could have done a lot better. I think we've missed going to miss out on two quality years um, of Wayne Rooney, but circumstances have come around. His family's not happy. The, those frustrations have probably set set in and it's come to an unfortunate end for his career at DC, but we've enjoyed it, haven't we? Oh, we definitely have. And, you know, I know we had talked about it earlier. Family's got to come first. And, you know, Wayne's got four little kids and professional footballer. You do travel. You're working a lot. So I can imagine it's been, you know, quite a bit on his wife as well to be by herself with the boys. And I feel, you know, I'm trying to find the silver lining in all of this. It's We've been so fortunate to have him. He's really, I think, raised our expectations as supporters and as people working around DC United. He's raised our expectations for what the the club can be. And I think, you know, that's actually a really good thing. And I wish him nothing but the best. You know, he's coming to the end probably of his professional playing career. I don't know how he's going for 90 minutes at a time. I really don't because I'm maybe a few years younger than Wayne and he could definitely outrun me by quite a bit. So, I mean, I'm excited to see this opportunity for him. And sometimes, you know, the opportunities don't come at the perfect time, but you've got to take them and. I agree. You know, maybe we could have done better on our end with some more signings or some different things, but trying to look at the good end, I guess. Yeah. And for me, in life, nothing is perfect. 
Um, you're just going to hope the front office um, to learn some lessons um, about how this whole experience has been um, and where we could ultimately improve. So whether it is we bring in actual quality players when we've been asked to, um, whether it's changes off the pitch, um, changes on the pitch, I, I just hope that the club does learn the lessons from this experience and we do better going forward. So next question. Uh, these are all being sent in via Twitter via DM. So um, a previous guest of mine has actually uh, asked asked a question. And he's okay. actually asked a couple of questions, actually. So Elliot Holman. You can find him on Twitter at Elliot Holman. Um, it is one T in Elliot. Double L, one T. And he says, how would Ola Kamara fit into your system for next season? That is an, an interesting question. Because um, he can play as a striker which now Rooney's leaving. I think that's the position he will undertake. But the fact that he can now still play just behind the striker or he can play on the left wing, um, he's a bit of a versatile player. So, but for me, he will be that lone striker up top. I'm in agreement with you there on that, James, for sure, because we're going to need someone to fill Wayne's boots and to take on that position. And I don't really see anyone else currently on the roster that's going to be able to do that. So I think that's probably the best spot for him. Yeah. Um, His second question was, uh, how about a look ahead with the loan deals ending? Um, Uh... Yeah, so you you mentioned about Jaron Rodriguez, but I did have to uh, also mention that Tammy's on a loan deal too. So um, ideal scenario, we do sign all three permanently. Um, that would be nice. I don't know what's happening because there's not been much talk about signing permanently. Um, not yet, anyway. And I can't imagine that would come about until the end of the season. So I would love to sign. Yeah, I would love to have all three. Worst case scenario, we lost all three. It's going to be very difficult to replace them especially Bill Hamid in my eyes, because I absolutely adore him. I think he's a great player. Um, I just hope we do sign them permanently. Definitely in agreement there. And I don't know if we could handle any more signing news at this point. It's really, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit stressful. It's just been a bit crazy recently. Oh, 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 my. Speaking of transfers. <gasps> oh, yeah. my goodness. Do we uh, see the, more news? What do we uh, get? Pablo Mara. Has just tweeted that well 37 minutes ago. So whilst we've been gone on, um, hearing the Boateng deal is done. Elliot to get financial considerations. Still working on those details. Really like this pickup for DCU. Wow, flip a neck. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like we are about to uh, announce the signing of Boateng. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and do you see um? At 30 minutes ago, here's a name I've been hearing in the past couple of days as one connected to a potential DCU move, LA yeah. Galaxy winger Chris Pontius. Yeah, I've just literally oh. just seen that. Um, yeah. That's quite some news. All right. Yeah. I can get on board with this. Yeah, I mean, I obviously remember him being when he was previously with us. He was decent. He was really decent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm back. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy with that. 
flipping heck, how many times? What? How many times are we going to get transfer news today? I can't, I can't take any more. They've saved it all, James, for the last minute. Today and tomorrow is it. So. Oh, this is. I'm going to not have any hair left by left by the end of the day, <laughs> and I haven't got much left to go. Jeez. So, um, yeah, um, I'm going to stop looking at Twitter because I really can't deal with any more transfer news right now. Your brain might explode, and so might mine. <laughs> it really would. I mean, if I saw a, Mil- a Millsborough deal, I, yeah, my head would actually properly explode. Oh, I've just just seen a just scroll down a little bit onto it, and there's a Wayne Rooney video in, in the Derby County dressing room. Oh. I can't play that. I've got a project for you, James. Go on then. Yeah, you're gonna have to maybe uh, help me find a Rooney kit from Derby County. <laughs> <laughs> got a bit of a project for you. Yeah, I mean, I think that that could be a nice. That's, I mean, if you're gonna give me give me something a bit more difficult, I could do that quite easily. Um, but Derby County, it's it's like the DC United away kit. Yeah, I was looking at them online a bit, so eh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so I'm going to say this question, and I'm going to ask you to answer this one first, Sarah, if that's all right. Sure. So um, an actual sort of a far colleague of mine um, who works for the same company as I do, but in a different store, um, he runs the UK New York City FC um, group on Twitter. And he asks, has Rooney going so quickly shown that the league isn't challenging enough for people with fuel still in the tank? Or is it thing that things like the travel are too much to handle for the top level pros? Like Zlatan not playing on plastic pitches and some further away <laughs> days like Atlanta he didn't bother going to. <laughs> I didn't even be speaking about that one already, haven't I? A little bit with uh, our friend Zlatan. I really, so I think... Rooney heading away from DC United's been in the works and under discussion quite a bit longer than the public or the media has been aware about. It's always been the end game that he would end up somewhere a little bit closer to home, I think, and also not playing, moving into a coach role. So I don't know if it's you know, something, we had a bad match and, you know, all of a sudden, nope, I'm out. No, I don't think it was that. (laughs) Although, (laughs) I mean, you could definitely uh, imagine that after Sunday night's match. But no, I think this has been uh, been in play for quite a while. And if you look at the level of play coming out of LAFC, out of Atlanta, there is quite a bit of quality and difficult play in the league. So I don't know if saying it's not challenging enough. I don't know if the challenge is maybe consistent across the whole league. But there is a good level of play. Yeah. I do remember we had asked uh, we had asked Wayne one night in the locker room. We had said, you know, you're traveling again and you have all these road games and they're quite far apart. How do you feel about it? And he said, well, you know, once you've flown with four kids... Flying anywhere without them is really easy. It's no big deal. And he just, you know, straight face and that little smirk he gets. So I don't reckon for him that that's quite the problem. I think for our friend Ibra, you know, maybe playing on the uh, 
turf or plastic pitch is not what he wants to do with his knee and maybe he just doesn't want to travel quite that far. That's up to him and his coaching staff. But I don't know. I think with Rooney, it was definitely family decision, good career decision. And really, that's that. It's been in the works for a while. Yeah. Um, with the Rooney situation, um, I was right remember seeing an interview with him back in June, I think it was, and he straight up said that he's had offers to go into coaching roles from different clubs. So, yes, this has actually been going on for quite a while. It's just not something that maybe the whole media and the public have picked up on. But, yeah, it's definitely happened. It's been there. It's been actually in front of our eyes. Um, In terms of challenging enough, as you said there, Sarah, the the likes of LAFC, the likes of Atlanta, they've got some quality players, um, whether you compare them to Ferraris or Fiat's. Who, <laughs> um, but uh, it's just, there isn't, and, and this is where I, I want to say promotion relegation would help um, in terms of the challenge because you'd probably get a lot more consistency in the level of the play. But as we know, American sports, they don't have promotion relegation as the, as the norm. Um, and it's going to happen where you're going to have some quite poor teams. Um, I think Rooney for DC and the way we've been this season, that's been a challenge. Definitely. So it definitely hasn't been a case of it's not been challenging enough. It's just a case of, you know, it's just, as you said, the career move, the what he's going to do afterwards, the way it's going to launch his next stage of his developments and where he's going to go from here. It's for him and his family is the right move at the right time. That was the end of the questions. Um, how do you how, how do you think this podcast has gone, Sarah, then? <laughs> Um, significantly uh, less depressing than I thought it would be. <laughs> We've had a bunch of really kind of rough news to deal with all at once, James. So we, I think it went well. Yeah, it's been a bit mental. Um, this it's things have happened whilst we've been recording as well, which is just it, it makes the whole podcast seem and come across a lot more natural. I want to say, and that's what I like about it. So, um. And we're going to wrap it up now because we've we've I've gone through all the content I've got written down anyway. Unless there's anything else you want to add before we wrap up, Sarah. Oh, I think we're in good shape for yeah. sure. So, um, as customary with podcasts, where can people find you, Sarah? So you can find me at Sarah Kalassi on Twitter, or I'm editor in chief over at MLS Female. So you can find me at either one of those spots. And I hope you check out MLS Female Stories. Yeah, uh, because that is, that MLS Female is, I feel like it's growing quite a bit at the moment. It seems like things are going rather well now that you're editor-in-chief. Oh, thanks, James. It's really yeah. sweet of you to say. Uh, and again, congratulations on getting that. That was absolutely fantastic and awesome to see. Thank you. It's really my pleasure. You know, we have so many talented writers that, they make the job very easy and also very fun. So 
Cool. Um, in terms of myself, um, if you're listening, you obviously know pretty much everything uh, where we are. So DC United Kingdom on Twitter, DC United Kingdom FC on Instagram and Facebook. And the website, which is DCUnitedKingdom.com. If you want to be an actual member of the support group like Sarah is as well. Highly you can, recommend. <laughs> you can uh, fill in the form, which gets you membership for this year, uh, which is DCUnitedKingdom.com forward slash membership. And we also have a Twitter group, which is starting to get, kind of grow a little bit, I want to say. Oh, it's a lot of fun, too. So you yeah. should definitely join as a member. I do recommend it. Do it. Go do it now before you forget. Yeah, I, the, the link is in the show notes. So just click that link. And whilst you're listening, whilst you're doing this, just fill that in. It takes what? How long does it take, Sarah? What, two minutes, you reckon? Yeah, less than a minute, really. Yeah. So by the time we finished wrapping up, you could have done it. I, I expect to see quite a few emails this week uh, coming through to say that you want to be a member. So get it done. Get it done now. Get it done. Right One now. One more time. Get it done. Right now. Um, <laughs> So thank you for listening. Um, thank you, Sarah, for being on the show. Um, this has been an absolute blast. And it's going to be an over an hour long episode. So if you've made it right to the end, thank you very much. And vamos United.